Welcome to episode 14 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. And I think I might need verification on something. Okay. I might be a hypocrite, and I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, okay, probably, but... I mean, I'm human, so I'm automatically a hypocrite, but I think I might be a hypocrite in magic. Okay. So, everyone who's listened to me talk um, multiple times in the podcast, I've referenced this, I hate stacks. Yeah, you, I, you do not dislike stacks, you hate stacks. Yeah, like, it is literal, honest-to-God hatred. And my reasoning for that is neither person plays magic, and, like, the entire goal of stacks is to never let your opponent cast a spell. And a lot of the time, it results in neither player casting a spell, and nothing happens, they're extremely... Like, stacks is an extremely linear type of magic, there's, there's usually one play you can make, and that is always the correct play, because there's no other options available to you. And I do not like decks like that. Alright? We on the relative same page so far? Alright, yep, we're good here. Alright, so... I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago, and I jokingly... I was talking about my standard deck, and I made a comment about how I just like it when I don't let my opponents play magic. And then he basically said the exact same thing, thing to me last Sunday, and it actually kind of like dawned on me that he he's not completely incorrect. And I like even though I said it jokingly, and he said it more serious, like he's not actually that wrong about me not liking when my opponents play magic, because like my the standard deck I was playing, the entire goal was to cast Elder Deep Beans and tap all my opponent's lands. Like, I like that was basically me, how I would close out the game in like the last two or three turns before while I was killing my opponent is I just did not let them interact with me and I just slammed the door in their face, and it got me thinking about a lot of the decks I enjoy playing. Is like it's decks like Infect and like I love Legacy Storm and decks like that where a lot of the time. It's less that my opponents don't get to play magic, and more, nothing that they do matters. Like, I can easily play a game against someone in Legacy Storm, and it doesn't matter what their first two turns or three turns are, nothing they did matter. They still died anyways. That's kind of like with your other Legacy deck, Manalus Dredge. Like, you really didn't give a crap what your opponent was doing 90% of the time. Yeah, like, I, lo I love Dredge as a mechanic, and, Dre and I love Dredge as a deck, and Dredge is so unbelievably, like, it. half the time, nothing what your opponent does matters in any universe. Like, they're trying to make it matter, but it really doesn't. <laughs> and so that got me wondering, like, am I a hypocrite in that regard? Like... I kind of just, I started thinking about this, and I started justifying it to myself, where it's less, like, it's not that they're not playing magic, and it's not that, you know, they're not able to, like, do anything to interact with me. I just tend to play decks that, like, you know, when I win, I win in such a manner, like, like with Infect. Like, you know, they're holding open removal spells, but when I go for the win in Infect, I have answers for all their things, and it really doesn't matter how many removal spells they're holding. And it's like, it's the same with Storm. Like, when Storm wins, Storm just wins. You know? 
So, like, even my standard deck, my opponent still played Magic up until I started tapping all of their lands. But even that's kind of non-interactive because the deck is graveyard-based, which is Swing Scab. So it's like they're expending removal to kill my dudes, and I just get them back for nothing, and then I flood the board with a bunch of prized amalgams. But, I mean, there's a different part of... Then, like, oh, I Doomblade your creature, and you're like, oh, I put it back from my graveyard into play. Like, that's one thing, and I play a card and none of us can do anything. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, that's that's, like, how, that's how I was justifying it to myself. It's like, so. it's like my stupid, that stupid Azores deck I built, where, like, if I actually get to a point in that deck, I can just lock out everyone and nobody does anything, and we literally just sit there until... My, so you my, have five upkeeps. <laughs> yeah, until my allocators tick up. And that sucks, because that's really boring. You don't have built the damn deck. <laughs> well, I like it, though, because I think stacks <laughs> is hilarious. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I think they are different beasts, if that makes any sense. I mean, they're both beasts you don't want to run into in the wild, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. Stacks... Stacks is doing something different. Like, if if you're playing Stacks, you just hate joy. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think of the decks that that I play that where I'm. It's like I don't want my opponent to do anything. Like, I mean, what do I what do I want to play in Legacy? I want to play Land Still. I mean, that's not exactly the most interactive deck, and in, or it, I mean, it is an interactive deck because I'm interacting with my opponent countering their shit but yeah, i actually think that land still is a highly interactive deck yeah, it is a, it's a highly interactive deck but like if it's working my opponent isn't playing magic yeah. like they're they're <laughs> like i'm gonna do something and i'm like counter it swords it crack you know my stand still cracks whatever but like i mean i'm the one doing everything well, you're still doing stuff. You're still casting. Like they're or they're still doing stuff. They are still casting their spells. You're just countering them. Not yeah, fair. Like I don't consider a control deck to be anything similar to a prison deck. I suppose that's true. Man, I don't know. It was, it was just like an interesting thing. Like, is me tapping down my opponent's lands as a way to just slam the door in their face on the game? Is, does that make me a hypocrite because of my hatred of stacks? Or is it just me ending the game? I think it's just you ending the game. I'll allow it. Alright. Resolves this time. Yay, I'm not a hypocrite in this regard. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to kind of just... Today's kind of a grab bag. Um, we're just going to kind of talk about some of the common mistakes or things we see people do wrong. Um, some of these are very specific and some of these are very, very broad, but... You know, we could just dive into them and get through what we can get through, and I mean, I'm sure we'll see people do things wrong again. I'm sure we'll do <laughs> things wrong again. I could do another one of these, but let's just dive into it. So we're going to do John's single card that he could write a book on. Yeah, so... Or, or, or about how people screw it up. <laughs> let, let's be completely honest here, all right? The idea for this podcast was actually one of the first ones that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was entirely because of the card Reband. <laughs> because almost every person I see use that card is doing it wrong. So I'm going to admit, I played Blue Moon for a long time in Modern, 
and I had I, I ran a lot of remand, and I used it wrong <laughs> a lot. <laughs> like, I I'm not even joking. I could probably write an essay on the proper ways to do remand, and there's I could probably even get in a short story quality length of or length of writing on you know to try and match Steve Menendian's book on Gush. <laughs> because Remand is a highly complicated magic card that a lot of people just do not fully seem to comprehend. Yeah, this this podcast could be how to use Remand the podcast, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, just, just for the random chance that people out there have no idea what card we're talking about. Yeah, let's, uh, let's explain it. Let's look it up. So Remand is a blue instant for one colorless... And a blue. Uh, uh, the uh, oracle text on it is counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, put it into its owner's hand instead of into that player's graveyard. Draw a card. Mm, love that. Yeah. Beautiful line of text. This is an amazing magic card. It has a lot of nuance, it has a lot of play, and it, like, even though it is very, very simple, it is also highly, highly complex. And the reason why everyone has such a kill boner for this card is because of that second ability, draw a card. Oh yeah, that's just everything <laughs> I want to do. Uh, there was a pseudo-reman printed in Eldritch Moon called Unsubstantiate. Uh, same for a mana cost, same actual mana cost, one colorless and a blue instant. Return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. So but John, where's the second part? It doesn't say draw a card. Why not? That's what I want to do. Because that is too powerful. <laughs> so unsubstantiate saw play is like a one or two of, and every once in a while you see someone who doesn't own remands playing unsubstantiate in modern. <sighs> they should not be doing this. Because the power of Remand is the fact that it says draw a card. Yeah, Not that is why the card's good. And I actually think that a very big part of why people do not comprehend Remand well enough is they read the text counter target spell. And they think of Remand as a counter spell and not as what it actually is. It's basically an unsummon effect. Yeah. Like, if it said... Uh, return target spell to its owner's hand, like the new card, or like the new unsubstantiate does. I don't think people would be as big on this card, even though a lot of people read unsubstantiate and see it as remand but weaker. When mm -hmm. in actuality, it's remand but completely terrible. <laughs> Not, I, 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 I'm sorry. I actually really like unsubstantiate as a magic card, but it is. It is not comparable to Remand. When Remand is at its best, Remand is a time walk. Like, yes. Honest to God, it is a piece of power. It says, take an extra turn after this one. Because... But the, pro the problem is, at its worst, it's one in a blue draw card. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is fine, but not great. <laughs> yeah, like, so, you know, but to be fair, at its worst, that's all time walk is. If you're, like, fair time point. walk... Time Walk is a very powerful magic card, but even Time Walk is, like, people don't understand why it is powerful. Time Walk is a tempo card. Like, T you Time want... Walk is or Remand is? Both. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> like, yeah. 
Like, time, time Walk is not a card that you want to cast when you're behind on board, because literally all it does is say, untap two lands, draw a card. Yeah, like, I mean, b basically Time Walk almost reads exactly the same as Explore. Yes. But the thing is, with if you have board advantage, or you have something in play that actually allows you, that you can leverage with an extra turn, Time Walk becomes one of the most powerful cards in all of Magic. Like, if you have a Jace the Mind Sculptor in play, or a uh, Monastery Mentor in play, or even just a young Pyromancer if you're going old school, or a Delver of Secrets, like, you just literally cut your opponent's, like, uh, clock in half. Mm -hmm. Like, you are going to murder them with Time Walk. And at it, like, that is what you should be trying to get out of your remands when you're playing it. Reman should not just go in every single blue deck because it doesn't belong in every single blue deck. Like, I do not believe that your average control deck in Modern should play Remand. I mean, the, the, reason, the reason that Blue Moon played Remand, and we actually ended up cutting Remands later on once we went more towards the controlling end, but the deck was built basically as sideboarded Twin, which yeah. is a tempo deck. Yeah, like, the the goal with Blue Moon was to go turn one Bolt, turn two Remand, turn three Blood Moon. Yep. Like, it was a tempo play to keep your opponent off balance till you can lock them out of the game. Mm -hmm. Or pseudo-lock them out of the game. Yeah. Like, that is when Remand is at its best, when you get to use it as a tempo play, because that is what it is meant to be. And a lot of people just don't see it as that. They're just like, oh, this is a counter spell. It draws me a card. It's like, yeah, but they still have the same card that you just countered back in their hand. And if you, like, Modern is a very, very fast format. So if, like, if you counter, like, out of one drop with a remand, you're not winning. You're not doing anything most of the time. Yeah, like, if all you like, did... It, you're, you're, you're worse than a force spike. <laughs> like, I've seen people remand a Karanos three turns in a row not draw a cryptic command, and the Karanos still resolved. Yeah. Like, all they did was buy time, which, it gave them outs, but that's not a good thing. But I like, mean, like, that, the decks that want the card, that's what they're going to be doing with it. Yeah, like, they're, Remand they is They should be positioned great. to do that. Yeah, Remand is great in decks like Delver. Mm -hmm. Like, when Delver is when Delver is good, then Remand and Vapor Snag are the cards that go up in value. I I actually, I say that all the time to someone, he's like, you think Delver is viable right now? And I'm like, do you think Vapor Snag is a good magic card? If you think Vapor Snag is worth playing, then Delver is worth playing. <laughs> that, that's like my own little rule that I have for playing cards like that in um, Modern. But like, and another big thing that people don't comprehend about Remand is I think uh, what random statistical percentage do I want to make up off the top of my head? I mean, you're if you have a podcast, you're an authority, you can make up whatever number you want. Half the time, if you are in a blue mirror, remand should target your own spells. Yep. <laughs> I've done that more than once. The number of times that I have seen, like, I was wa the the reason why, like, it was like our first week into the, after this, after our first episode of the podcast, I was watching a, a blue matchup where it was blue black fairies versus um, eternal command, which was eternal witness cryptic command. It was a teamer based tempo deck. And 
I saw the Eternal Command player cast a spell, and his opponent goes, Cryptic Command. And he remands the Cryptic Command. Ugh. Whereas if you remand the other cards, you counter the person's spell, because likely they chose counter draw a card, right? Yes. But that's, and, that's not and it. And then you get to draw a card, too. And you get to keep your own spell. <laughs> yeah, so like this is what, like, so he did that, and then his opponent's like, spell scenario remand. It's like, okay. So, all, all that goes through, like, I don't even get, I honestly did not think that the card, the first card on the stack was actually worth, uh, like, I would be fine if someone have remanded my cryptic command. Just saying. And then, but, like, okay. but then the next turn, the guy ran back the same thing. He cast the same spell, it got cryptic commanded, and then he remanded the cryptic command. And it just hurt my soul so badly. That's it's like, dude, if you just, like... And I, I never told him anything, because, you know, I didn't want to interfere with the match. But it just, like... Remanding your own spell when someone is trying to counter it is literally like what a three for one. I don't know. It's it's better basically because you're you're turning your remand into a hard counter too. Yeah, like your remand is countering their spell. You're getting your own spell back plus you're drawing a card. And yeah. if they happen to have cast a cryptic command, you're ca making them not draw a card. Yeah. So like it's infinite value to remand your own shit if you're in a control mirror and that's something that a lot of people like that's the people or that's something that i learned playing the twin mirror a lot is like you know you have to learn where to get these edges from people because card advantage is king in tempo mirrors mm -hmm. and like so many people like <sighs> remand it is so so powerful and people are blinded by the power level of Remand to where they think that they have to play in every blue deck. But it is only powerful in certain situations, and so many people do not comprehend those situations. Yep. That's my essay on Remand. Counter your own shit more, stop putting it in every deck. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll go with that. Oh, um... The Jeskai Nihiri control deck in Modern is also allowed to play Reband. Because their goal is to stick a Nihiri Planeswalker and eventually take it up to getting to putting an Amber Cool in play. Like, like their, their goal is to just slam the door on their opponent, and uh, so where Reband is actually much better in that situation. Because you, you're just looking for time. Yes. Okay. I have to say, though, that Remanding a an early Tassiger or Gurmog Angler feels super good, though. Well, yeah, like, there are times where it just feels <laughs> great, right? Oh, like, man. Hitting like, a Tassiger with that just feels so good. It's just like, yes, that or Vapor Snagging one. But. There's so many situations where, like, I kind of wish that they actually printed a two-mana unsummon that drew you a card. Oh, my gosh. That's like my dream. Half yeah. the time, that's all Remand is. Yeah, I mean, a the lot large, of times it is. Yeah. Like, the large majority of the time, you're just bouncing a creature back to their hand. Mm-hmm. Or, metaphorically, bouncing a creature yeah, back to their hand. Because those are the things that you're going to be trying to counter most of the time. And there's a lot of times where if that is what Reman said, it would be so much better. It wouldn't be a terrible card against Divinity anymore. No. Wouldn't be. That's another thing. Don't be afraid to board your Remans out. Yes. Uh, yes, actually. Like That is a huge piece. 
Because sometimes it's like it literally does nothing. Like against Affinity, I mean, it it basically is worthless. Yeah, it is only good against its champion against Affinity. And I remember that one, that time, like we were just sitting there, we were discussing sideboard options against Affinity with Blue Moon, and like I just like stop and just stare at the set of remands in the deck. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we just trim every single one of these because they're garbage. And you're like, yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> like. That card is never what you want to be playing against Affinity. Mm -hmm. Because, like, yeah, you're gonna pay two mana to counter their Memnite and uh, draw a card. And then they're gonna recast their Memnite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reman the Memnite. Sick value. Okay. What next, John? Uh, probably. Let's just let's just continue on the blue train. All right. Okay. This is this is one that I'm sure you can you'll appreciate a lot. Cryptic command. Oh yeah, cryptic command. So, do you know that there are actually four different modes on a cryptic command? I was literally just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person in the world who has ever actually cast that spell. And not drawn a card with it. <laughs> or actually cast that spell and not countered a spell and drawn a and or drawn a card with it. Yeah, that's like that's another thing that a lot of people they read crypt they read cryptic command as a dismiss. Counter target spell draw a card. Yeah. But in actuality, and a lot of the time it is like obviously like the the tap down your opponent's team thing is something that's still done commonly. Mm-hmm. But the one but the bounce it, a creature thing, man. The bounce a permanent. Permanent, yes. That is so. That is used so rarely that it's mind-boggling. Well, so like when I started playing modern, I didn't know hardly anything about modern, and I think basically I started playing modern one day when I'm like, oh, it's modern tonight. I don't have a deck, and you're like, here's twin, and I started <laughs> playing it, um, and. I think it was like the second or third time I, w I actually played twin your twin deck, mm -hmm. um, but I remember I remember the the play in the game where I was like, I get this deck mm -hmm. because so I'm basically I it's the game's pretty late the boards are almost completely empty except I have a snapcaster on board and I am riding that thing to victory <laughs> like. <laughs> It is the 2-2 two -two beats getting there. You are attacking with a 10-turn clock. And, like, that card was super important. Like, that card was winning me the game. And I remember my opponent was playing, like, Jund or something like that. Maybe it wasn't Jund, but it was, like... They 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 went... They abrupt decayed my, um... Snapcaster. And I'm like, crap. I don't have any other creatures. And I remember going... Oh wait! <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, cryptic command. Crypt, I, I think I even said cryptic command bounce draw. And they're like, yeah, the spell's uncounterable. And I'm like, no, I'm bouncing my own creature and drawing a card. And they're like, oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then so like I did that and then played Snapcaster and like bolted them and then killed them. So it was really awesome. But like. <laughs> Like, yeah, it just completely startles people, the fact that, like, you can do things other than countering spells with Cryptic Command. But, like, that play, for some reason, I was like, oh my gosh, I have, I, I've got this. I'm the best Magic player ever. 
It's always <laughs> nice when you have those little epiphanies. Yeah, that was one of them for me. That was early on when I started playing any competitive magic. <laughs> and it's like, it's just one of those things that it's super interesting. Like, if you ever have a Snapcaster in play, it doesn't matter what like the board state looks like it doesn't matter like what you're countering and like when you cast a when you cast a cryptic command you need to look at your snapcaster and decide if that is better than a random draw in your deck yes like cuz there's a lot of times it is yeah like snap like there's a reason why blue decks play four snapcasters like it is one of like three four ofs in the blue black control list that i made because snapcaster is that damn good yeah, it is. It is a really good card, <laughs> and like that, like the decks are literally built around the ability of using your Snapcaster and stuff like that. Where, um, yeah, like being able to like cryptic bounce your own, bounce it back to your hand, which then allows you to recast the cryptic out of your graveyard, is just it, such a massive swing. And if you have just any amount of cards in your graveyard, like it just, it makes everything that much harder for your opponent. Yeah, like even though they know about it. Like yeah, even if they know it, like, it. <laughs> they're like they look over to your graveyard and like they have a bolt, a mana leak, and a cryptic there. Like they're like, what can I cast? Yeah, they they look <laughs> at your graveyard and then they sigh. Yeah, it's like, <sighs> so, and you know, if if I'm playing a deck like Blue Moon, I'm just like, whatever, I don't have to do anything here. <laughs> I mean, like you can also do stuff along. Like I've actually seen someone cryptic bounce their opponent's land when they were. Bounce their opponent's uh, untapped land to leave them <laughs> only one land left, so they couldn't counterspell another card. So there forced, you go. It forces them to either use their use their mana on during their end step to where they can't counter the card anyways, or just not have the mana to counter the card. It's like <laughs> the ability to bounce a single permanent of any type is amazingly powerful. A lot of times, cryptic is your one out in the entire deck too. Yeah, cryptic. Like, like, those cryptics that you run, like cryptic, is a stupidly powerful card. It's it is very very good. <laughs> so, while we're okay. uh, while we're on the topic of Snapcaster Mage, mm -hmm. I feel as if this is something that is very important to comment on. Okay, Snapcaster Mage is perfectly fine as an ambush viper. Yes, it doesn't feel good. No, it feels bad. Let's point that out. It feels it feels really, really <laughs> like, bad, and you're like, this sucks a lot, like, really a lot, and I feel terrible. Yeah, but, like, if your opponent's, like, attacking you with the Goblin Guide, and you're looking at your hand, and you have, like, multiple Snapcaster Mages and a Cryptic Command, and, like, and, like you're not going to be able to get to the point where you can empty your hand anyways, most likely, against a Burn deck. And trading your Snapcaster Mage for two points of life is probably like the the best thing you actually can do, even though it feels bad, because you're probably if you die, you're going to die with cards in your hand anyways. And here's the deal, you're not trading you're not trading that Snapcaster for two points of life. Yeah. You're trading it for like six points of life. Yeah, because you're 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 not like you're saving two points of life that turn and preventing two more every other subsequent turn after that. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just need to get that Eidolon off the board. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that you just want to ambush Viper. And dude. Dude, it sucks when you have to do it. I mean, I've had to do it a few times, and like you never are like, oh, yes, we got him. But, 
Man, uh, if my opponent is attacking their Eidolon into my two open mana, I am saying, yes, we got him. Okay, Just fair, saying. But, <laughs> I'm but... like, trade, deal, done. Now I can at least ca cast my counter spells <laughs> without dying. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's. It. It yeah, it just doesn't feel good. But sometimes you just you gotta make the hard decisions, and sometimes the best decision isn't always what you want. Yeah, like it, don't get me wrong, it is a massive loss of like EV is probably the best way of putting it. Yeah, you're not getting the full value of the card. Like it really sucks to just trade a two mana two one that has the ability to literally draw you any card you've already cast this game. Yeah. It's basically, you know, a mini Yogmoth will. <laughs> that's the okay. I'm not even joking. Like, like it, I know. It literally is like a mini Yogmoth will. It's a it's amazing. It's an amazing magic card. But sometimes it's just better to not die. Cast the mono blue ambush viper. Yes. <laughs> And if you do, you have to make the ambush viper noise. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've actually done that for my opponent. Or really? I, ever, I didn't make that sound. My opponent's like, swing, I'm like, ambush viper. And they're like, you're playing green? I just point at the snapcaster range like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, block your dude. Trade. They're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sad faces. <laughs> So, are there any cards that aren't blue that we can talk about? Uh, yes, but we're going to cover one more anyways. Okay. Uh, this so, is actually, this before, is actually... We, before we get there, actually, I just want to say, like... I, I mean, the biggest point of all these cards, I think, is is that they're, they're multidimensional to some degree. Like, yes. I think people look at a card, or it's used so much in one way that you forget that there's other uses of it. Like, Snapcaster as an Ambush Viper, or... Cryptic being able to bounce other permanents and do things besides countering spells and drawing cards. And, like, you know, Remand is somewhat of a mis just misunderstanding the card, but it also is just learning when to apply it in certain situations and use it against your own spells. Like, mm. uh, it's just... I think that's just a general lesson, too, is just think about all the different ways that and facets of these cards. Yeah, like, one, one kind of good point to make is it's a commonly held belief that uh, quotation, good magic players tend to lean towards blue decks. Yes. And while there are bad magic players that lean towards blue decks because they think that blue decks means that they're a good magic player, the reason why good magic players are drawn towards blue decks is because blue cards have so much play to them. They have yeah. so much nuance. Like, don't get me wrong, I love me some lightning bolts, right? No, uh, oh man, like, lightning bolts make me tingly. But I'm, I mean, there's only so many things you can do with a card that says, deal three damage to target creature or player. Yeah, you're bolting a creature or one of two different players. Yeah, and guess what? Most of the time, you're not bolting yourself, unless you're <laughs> bolting your opponent at the same time with one card. Go, go, flame uh, rift. I mean, you could be playing Death Shadow. Bolt, if you have two Death Shadows in play, you're eff effectively casting double giant growth. Okay. Ta-da! <laughs> you did it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> oh, 
All right. So one more blue card, but this is okay. more of a combo. Okay. Uh, Mana Leak and Path to Exile. Okay. That is a Wombo Nambo. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, I mean, Path gets people lands, doesn't it? Yep. And what? Yep. Oh, okay, I'm like, I thought you were saying nope, and I'm like, oh, okay, I must be thinking of a different card, but... Nope. And yeah, and Mana Leak only is good if... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too many times you see someone playing a Mana Leak path control deck, and then they top deck that Mana Leak on turn 10, and they're like, Welp, this is bad. Which, it's bad enough when you top deck your mana leak on turn 10 and it's bad. It's even worse when you top deck that mana leak on turn 5 and it's bad. Yeah. Which is a very real reality when you play Path to Exile against your opponent. Mm -hmm. I mean, Modern's just one of those formats where it feels like stuff happens too quick and is not, like, super expensive. And... I mean, Mana Leak feels to some degree the same way that Reman does, where it's it's a temp it's not really a tempo card, but it kind of is almost. Yeah, like it's you're 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 using the card to get to the late game, not to lock out the game. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, but there, there's a reason why my blue black control deck has neither Remand nor Mana Leak in it. Because I you're a control deck. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to, to I want to be top decking counter spells that are good no matter what turn I draw them on. Mm -hmm. Cri drawing cryptic command turn one is still a good turn one draw. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, cryptic command's a decent card. Yeah. Just remember it has multiple modes. All right. So, I think that's it for the blue cards. No. <laughs> 35 minutes in and we've covered, you know, the blue card all the blue cards that were played in Twin. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to cover a Twin deck. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so do we want to just just pocket the rest we got for for next time or I suppose we could that just maybe maybe I can somehow fill out all the other colors with things people do wrong, but I like it's so much easier to find things people do wrong with um, blue cards because so many people think that like by playing blue cards they're better and then they're since they have so much play to them it shows that they play them poorly so much more <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm very critical of both myself and my opponents for how they play like Obviously, like I give, I give a lot of you know flack to people who play poorly. And if anyone's watched me stream, they've probably heard me call my opponent's decks trash a lot. But you do that. But like, I was super, super pissed off at myself when I f sixed through my own turn. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, you can, dude. You can totally f six through your like, own turn. I mean, I didn't know that I was capable of doing something so stupid. How's that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, because like I was, I was just autopiloting. I'm like, oh, f six through my opponent's turn. Oh, upkeep f six, and then it goes to attacks. And I'm like, oh, attacks. And I'm like, as I'm declaring my attackers and f hitting f six, like hitting f six after declaring my attackers, I'm like, oh wait, shit.
like, oh my god. And like I, I literally lost that game because of it. Because I didn't cast my four drop. Yeah. And I would have been able to um exactly lethal my opponent with flyers. Like I mean, we all make mistakes. I was You try I, to learn from them. Yeah, I was tilted for being such a bad I what you get tilted whenever somebody with a bad deck beats you on Magic Online. There's no reason that that uh, Throne of the God Pharaoh should ever be in a deck, especially a blue white deck. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> blue white is a grindy in balm deck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have do you have anything else? Uh, this this is an interesting topic. Okay. I I hope we can actually get this done in a reasonable amount of time. So, oh, we'll see. Uh, you're a, a frequenter of Reddit, so you might have heard about this. Okay. So a guy logged into Magic Online for the first time in a few days, and he noticed that his entire collection was gone. That's a bummer. Yeah. And originally he thought that it was some sort of bug... And then he, so he went online and looked it up and he made a post and someone, he was contacted by, um, one of the online card selling stores and like, yeah, Watsy actually contacted us. Your account was compromised. We bought all of your cards because someone hacked your account. And so the hmm. guy went to the fraud department of Watsy. And as soon as he talks to an actual person, within a minute, he says that he was told the security of your account is your responsibility. Finn. Okay. Done. Okay. Uh, it all wound up, you know, and so everything wound up going through. He, uh, he, the online card selling store, they worked with PayPal to have the bill back happen. And then they gave the guy back all of his cards that he didn't have. Anymore. Okay. That's nice. Okay. Because those are nice people. The thing that I don't get is okay. people were up in arms over the fact that magic online basically told him well sucks to suck like there were some people who were implying that watsi should reimburse him the cards that got stolen why for his negligence exactly so, <laughs> all right so for the people so for the people who don't know and mostly most well, they may know, I guess, because only people who know us listen to it. So, mm -hmm. I I work in IT. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I work in healthcare IT. And just to point out that we have a policy that anything that happens under your login is you. So, if you were to leave your computer logged in and somebody went onto it and logged into a record that you weren't supposed to be on, you could get fired. And that's just how it is. Like, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we have government, you know, like, we're bound by laws and and stuff like HIPAA and everything like that where we can get fined, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for something like that. I mean, Watsi doesn't have that. They're just trying to make money. But, like, where do you draw the line on something? Like, you, you can't... Just be like, oh yeah, okay, something something sad happened to you. Sorry. I mean, like, it really is your responsibility to keep your account secure and everything. I mean, I 
you know, shit happens, I get it and stuff, but I don't think Watsy's under any obligation to refund them anything. So I mean, it's... It, I don't know. It's just... There are a few other things in relation to this topic. So, okay. um, Watsi was aware of suspicious activity from the IP of the hacker. Okay. Because multiple things had happened. And okay. uh, so, you know, that's like they actually contacted the online selling place to say that this is a list of usernames from a suspicious activity IP. Keep track of any cards that you may buy or sell to them. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. So it's not like they did nothing. Yeah, they didn't. It's not like they did nothing, but they they they're like, yeah, it really sucks. Your cards got stolen, but it's your responsibility. But yeah, I mean, by the I same note, yeah, MTGO is extremely unsafe as a program. Like, so do you mean unstable as a program? Because <laughs> that's very well, it's, true. It's that too, but okay, so. Uh, if you ever 5-0 a league, your yeah. username and deck goes up online. Mm-hmm. So anyone can look at your, like, the cards that you are blatantly showing that you own and know that those are in your collection. Yep. Your username is also your login name. Uh-huh. There is nothing stopping anyone from brute forcing their way into anyone's account. So here's here. I'm just gonna point this out though. There are thousands and thousands of websites out there that show usernames publicly. Yes. There's there's one that you probably use right now. It's called email. <laughs> yep. I mean, so getting a username is only half the battle. You need that second half, and you know what fixes a lot of that? Using a really good password. Yeah. Like. like yeah. It, 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 that that goes so far to doing it. And a lot of a, a lot of companies will do things to help increase security as well. Like if if you do not if you do not have or uh, if you have a Google account and do not have an authenticator on it already, you're doing it wrong. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Like that is just such a valuable way to protect your account that it's it, it it's it's amazing. But so like two like two factor and stuff like that. Like if like brute for brute forcing an account is it's basically not possible unless you have a crappy password. Fair I mean enough. it is it is possible it's just it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time and by that time they should know notice problems. Like more than likely it wasn't a brute force attack that got into this person's account. It was likely some sort of... It was either a social engineering account or it was a... likely a crappy password using a rainbow table. Or... The hell's a rainbow table? Um, I think that's the term for it, but basically they... The hackers, they have tables for... Um, that have commonly... common passwords... Or or pieces of passwords, and it kind of it does like a mini brute force attack where it uses the passwords that are known or combines them, combines pieces of passwords to make it, you know, to make a password. It's interesting. Yeah, and th- those are very effective if you have a crappy password. Um, and or or likely this person's password got stolen from somewhere else, and this person got a bunch of information and was able to link everything up and log in because the person used the same password everywhere. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty like I'm. I'm. I very much believe that this guy was at fault for stuff. But it's just a lot of people were up in arms about this, and I was like, people why? get up in arms about everything on Reddit. Jesus Christ! Well, like <laughs> well, the whole concept behind it's like so. Say I go to our local gaming store, yep. and I walk inside and I leave my backpack in my car, and someone yes. steals my backpack. Fun fact: Yep, my backpack is never left anywhere without me. Like, dude, you carry your backpack everywhere. If, if like, I go to if buy a loaf, my, of, like, yeah. if I go to buy a loaf of bread, my backpack comes with me. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, you, that thing's attached to you. Yeah. Because I understand the value of my backpack. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone wants to physically take it off my shoulder, then they'll be physically taking a knife out of their stomach. Because that's the world you I carry live in. You carry a knife with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, so, so I, and my backpack is stolen out of my car. Um, is it suddenly my local game store's responsibility to give me back all the cards that were stolen? So let's put this let's put this in a closer closer place actually. We'll we'll make it even more relevant. Suppose you leave your backpack on the table in the game store. Just mm -hmm. unattended. Somebody wanders in, grabs it, and leaves. I mean, that's not the game store's responsibility. No. And that's even happened before at a local game store. Oh yeah, that's happened at many local game stores before. Which everyone, public service announcement, don't leave your stuff unattended. Yeah. The only time my backpack is ever left on a table is when multiple people that I know and trust are actually sitting at that table also. You've had me watch your backpack. Yeah. <laughs> like, I but, bring my backpack with me when I go to the bathroom. Yeah, you do. But, so it's like... I mean, should... You know, we, we can sit here and argue shit about this all day. Should, I mean, realistically... People shouldn't be taking other people's shit, but guess what? We're we live in reality, and people are f dickheads. Yep. Like they're gonna steal other people's shit. People have been doing people have been do, doing crappy things to each other for millennia. People well, have millennia. been doing crappy but, things to each other since the beginning of time. Yeah, basically, like since people have existed, they've been doing crappy things to each other. Like this should not be a surprise. You just have to do stuff to protect yourself. Like, yeah, people shouldn't be doing it, but. <clears throat> You know, they're gonna because they're assholes. So, like, you just need to do what you can do to protect yourself with that. Whether it's online or physically. Like, you know, watching your shit. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my black color identity in me. It's like, the world is just like this and you have to do things to, like, take care of yourself. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, I completely agree. Like, when I heard that people actually were, like, pissed off at Watsi about this, it's like, really? They're just performing an online service that allows you to play Magic. There is nothing that says that they are in any way, shape, or form tied into, like, making sure that it keeps value. Like, if they chose to completely shut down MTGO tonight and never bring it back up, there is all we can do about it. Yeah, pretty much. It's like... I mean, like, yeah, literally. Like, yeah, guess what, guys? Your money and collections are gone. And I guarantee you there's a phrase in the Enly user license agreement that lets Watsi do just that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They're I mean, not I'm, going to. I'm sure there's phrase, phrasing in that that basically says you don't own your collection. Just like every other online game where you collect something does has that exact phrasing. Mm-hmm. Even Although Steam. I'd be curious with I'd be curious with with um uh, Watsi's like because they allow selling cards and everything like that 
which mm-hmm. is interesting compared to a lot of other online games. But okay. Well, even Steam, you don't own your collection on Steam. Oh no, you are leasing those. Yeah, <laughs> which no one actually notices apparently. Well, I mean, I mentioned that to somebody, and I got my uh, on. I mentioned that on Reddit one time when people were talking about stuff, and I got my ass chewed out. But I own these ones and zeros. No. You, you piss off Steam and they go away permanently. That is actually how a software license works in uh, with a phys- physical media as well. You don't a- you do not actually own that software. You are just lease- you are um uh, licensed to use it. Which that's really fun stuff when you start getting into that. As I said, being a person who deals with that shit on a regular deals basis, with, we deals with that stuff on a regular basis. Yeah, uh... but. All right. Why don't we Why don't we wrap this one up here and stuff before we piss off too many more people? All right. Well, it was nice. We got a We got a nice little view into the not so secret life of Fletcher. Yeah, it's not not super secret and stuff. Fletcher, Fletcher thinks people should look up for themselves. There you go. You got yeah. more of that too. But <laughs> so. All right. If you want to send us feedback on anything, you can shoot us an email at thelocalmeta at gmail.com. And you can catch John's streams at twitch.tv slash galerivers, G-A-L-E-R-I-V-E-R-S. And yeah, go check those out. They're actually a really good time. His streams are pretty fun. I, I like your streams a lot, John. Yeah, it's it's going to be... I'm currently out of tickets and out of... Uh out of online balance so i'm waiting for all that stuff to go through again before i can buy more stuff i'm actually i'm highly considering buying into legacy burn yeah buddy because i discovered that as long as i can go at least three and two in a legacy constructed league i actually can go infinite because you win exactly enough points to keep playing plus you get a treasure chest (laughs) so Eidolons are really expensive. Eidolons are like $26 a piece right now, which are going to suck to get, but yeah. Feel free to look me up and follow. Random shout out, I believe Russ, based on the username. Uh, Local guy actually followed me after listening to this podcast, so Russ, thank you much. I appreciate it. Russ, you (laughs) rock. If I if I ever make some of that sick podcasting money, I'll buy into unexpected results on Magic Online. It'll be sweet. Yeah. All right. That's but... a bit expensive. <laughs> we'll we'll close this one up for now. That's...